This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Oh, yes, ladies and gentle friends. Dun, 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 dun. You are on the clock for the 2023 Six Rings in Football Things staff mock draft. There will be lots of mocking of each other, the picks, the process. The whole nine yards. The lull is over. Let the lull begin. Hello. How are you? Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens here. And I got the whole band together. That's right. Uh, we've got Andy Jumbo Hart and primetime himself, Chris Shime. So we've got the nerd, the troll, and the super fan. Or we'll see. I, I'm the Fox Pro, uh, the fraud squad. Yeah. Uh, Andy, you are the awesomest. Nope. <laughs> your your people's nickname. And of course, Sean- I'm the DVOA holes. Yes. The DVOA oh, yeah. holes are back. I love it. All right. Here's the way this one's going to work out tonight, folks. Great to be here with you. I know everyone is super excited, just like we are not only here this, but to get to the draft Thursday night. And I hope you guys are going to be locked in six to midnight. We're going six to midnight for you. Hopefully you are too. As Chock Full of Nuts presents the Rich Keefe Draft Party 2023 on WEI, the Odyssey app and wherever awesome football talk can be found. Tonight, we're going to offer in the first segment our final thoughts about the 2023 New England Patriots draft, final rumors, nuggets, insight, nonsense, rumors, and so much more. And then in the back half, that's right, it's our full mock draft, where myself, Andy, Shime, and the great, almighty, and powerful Mike Giardi have gone through and each made selections. Uh, Andy went first. Then it was Giardi, Shime, and then myself. And we went from 1 to 31. Of course, there is only 31 first-round picks this year because the Miami Dolphins done got caught cheating with the man behind most every single great football scandal of the 21st century, the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. So, boys, let's get right to it. Uh, Patriots, uh, I'd say 72 hours from now, will be on the clock with the 14th pick in the NFL draft, or will they? Andy, what is the likelihood the Patriots trade out at 14? 61%. Yeah. Like well, well good. Did you say trade out or just trade? Just trade. I mean, trade out. I mean, like a trade could be up, a trade could be okay. back, but it's still like I'm trading not, out of that position. I didn't say I'm trade not, back. I said trade out. I'm not giving up hope. I am not giving up hope. I continue to hear our guy, Brian Baldinger, when we spoke with him on a previous episode of Six Rings and Football Things, was a little more optimistic when he said there could be 20 to 25 first round grades in this draft. Now, the more we hear, I know Burt Breer had a, a post today where he had one GM saying he does not even have 15 first round grades so less than half a first round of grades more and more and more the new england patriots i will beat this drum i started it back in february they need elite players don't trade down trade up 
go get yourself an elite tackle or an elite cornerback or hell an elite something else that you fall in love with. If one of the pass rushers happens to fall or Jalen, I don't care who it is. I want to be talking about an elite prospect on Thursday night. Shime, if all things were equal, which they never are, because that's not the way life works or the cookie crumbles, who would the New England Patriots get in the first round? Now, I not just at 14, like let's say they made the trade up that you wanted or the trade back that could potentially happen. You can have your pick of the litter, not named Bryce Young. Who would the New England Patriots select first overall Thursday night? Ooh, so like I have a genie lamp and they can get yep. anybody? Anybody. Who's uh, the guy you want them, who you think will have the greatest impact, be the best Patriot, and have all of us running to the pro shop to buy his jersey come this fall? Yeah, I want to. I, I mean, I want Anthony Richardson, all things being equal. That's the guy that I, I pray and hope for. But Mac Jones is the starting quarterback here. So I'm going to go with Devon Witherspoon. I think that is the most realistic guy that if you see the Patriots make a trade up for, it's because he fell to like six and the Lions are willing to come back. And you could jump up to six and you grab a guy like Devon Witherspoon, who I think would be an immediate impact player for Bill Belichick. He is vicious on defense he would set a tone that you just simply don't really have i think especially in the secondary and he would supplement that secondary that i mean let's face it needs a little bit of help and i would also say uh you know we've fallen in love of late with jabril peppers and that thumper that he brought to the secondary and the defense if you added witherspoon um we used to coach our kids in youth lacrosse and i don't know if this is okay but i'm going to share it they may beat us, but they're going to feel us was our mentality. And I think the Patriots defense would take on a hint of that. My one concern, and I think Shime, you and I hit on this a little bit in the defensive backs podcast, cornerbacks podcast. I love the way he plays. I just don't know how sustainable it is at the NFL level. I, I go back to like a Bob Sanders and you say Bob Sanders was so awesome and physical. Yeah. Until he was about 30. I'll take I'll take six to eight years of lockdown cornerback play. Yeah, I'm not sure he gave you six to eight years of uh, full seasons, Bob Sanders. And that would be my concern that, yeah, the six games a year that Witherspoon plays, you love him and he flies around and he sets a tone and everything. I'm be interested to see how durable he is at the NFL level. But I, I love his style of play in, in theory. Now, if there's no, obviously there's no receiver, or at least we don't believe there's a receiver that the Patriots would trade up to number six for. Oh, yeah, no. No, there's no receiver that anyone has a first-round grade of that's even top 10 worthy. And after, and after what happened today, I think it's even less likely. We we should mention the fact that Aaron Rodgers officially has been traded. Correct. The Packers are now in front of you in the draft. They mm -hmm. pick-swapped to 13, Jets drop back to 15. I think there's even less of a chance that the Packers allow you to leapfrog them to get an offensive talent. Which I love, by the way. I think that actually breaks in the Patriots' favor. The Packers swapping with the Jets part, not the having to face Aaron Rodgers throwing to Garrett oh. Wilson. Yeah. And <laughs> I was wondering how you were selling that as a good Oh, thing. no, no, no. I'm not. I mean, I can be like, yeah, hey, you know, if there's one place in the world that loves darkness, it's North Jersey. So, you know, get ready, Jets fans. Oh, no. Fourth this is not going to go. Safe space. This is not going to. <laughs> this is not going to go like the Brett Favre portion <laughs> of a Packers quarterback <laughs> going to the Jets. Hate to say it. Uh this is gonna. This is bad. This is bad news on the field for the Patriots. But on draft night, if tackle, we'll say, and I have my guy Darnell Wright. Some people love Paris Johnson Jr. Others, Broderick Jones, even Skaronsky, who I heard you talking about this morning. Chime. Yep. He's a guard slash tackle. Maybe the arms are a little short. We just went through, and arms are a little short. Tackle who probably should have played guard with Isaiah Wynn. I. All that being equal, uh, if 
the Patriots are dead set on getting a tackle, it's likely that the Packers will go with the receiver, which would be such a spite move with Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. And so that, let's say they take Jackson Smith and Jigba. Okay, well, there probably is a better shot of the Patriots getting one of their tackles. Wouldn't that be a good thing? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I, I think you're getting more and more likely that, I mean, the Jets were a prime candidate for Broderick Jones. Mm -hmm. I think there's a really good chance Broderick Jones is available at 14, who I know Andy would love for the Patriots. Big fan. And Big so fan. Uh, I really am starting to believe that Paris Johnson Jr. or Broderick Jones feels like it's going to be the pick to me at 14. Like that's kind of the way the cookie is crumbling. Now, look, draft night, I kind of expect things to go haywire and there to be a lot of trades. So that can change because I think there's some teams that highly value tackle in this draft. Mm -hmm. um, but as of right now, as things stand this moment, Broderick Jones and Paris Johnson Jr. look like the plays for the New England Patriots. All right, Shime, I want to run the mocks I did with Andrew Callahan a few weeks ago back by you. I ran it by Andy. He gave it a C. Uh a first three round C for the Patriots. Uh, but if it comes through, then it may actually pan out to be a, a better trade. So, or a better first couple rounds. So in the first round, the Patriots trade back with the chargers chargers, jump up to 21 from 21, rather, excuse me, to 14. They take Bijan Robinson Patriots fall back to 21. The chargers, according to the trade value chart would then give the Patriots their second round pick. So at 21, the Patriots get Darnell, Wright. I don't know if he's going to even last that long at this point. This was a few weeks ago, Andy. All the buzz on him now has rocketed him up, possibly to even being a top 12 pick. So maybe the Pats can get a tackle at 21. In the second round, they would take the tight end from Georgia, Darnell Washington, and then mm -hmm. they would take Emmanuel Forbes. And then in the third round, you get Tank Dell. What do you think? I wouldn't draft Emmanuel Forbes if he was the only cornerback on the board. Wow. So I hate that. Wow. Pick. Uh, okay. I do tell. I, I I look, playmaking ability is great, but 166 pounds is 166 pounds. Soaking it's that wet. simple. And, mm -hmm. and like I, Andy will tell you, I've been very consistent. I wouldn't draft Bryce Young. I wouldn't draft Emmanuel Forbes very much for a similar reason. There's just too much. They're too much of an outlier. And I'm good with that. But I think trading back to 21 for a tackle makes a little bit of sense. I don't think it would be Darnell Wright, in my opinion. If you're going to get a tackle at 21, it would be um, Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma, who I actually particularly like. So I don't hate that. I also think that there's a chance you could take Deontay Banks there at 21, the cornerback. Oh, corner out of uh, Maryland, yeah. Yes, exactly, who, who is getting a lot of late, uh, like very late hype now right prior to the draft a lot of people really really like him so i think there's a chance that you could get a guy like that at 21 and then take you know a matthew bergeron if you will in that second round spot instead of emmanuel forbes andy if there's any players that have suddenly appeared on the radar for the patriots or that are potential surprise guess what the patriots took blank uh that we haven't talked about on the podcast or that maybe you and shime didn't speculate on six rings and prospect things that the Patriots might be interested in. Are there any for the well, casual listener, or the super fan in the last couple of days? I'm not sure at 14, if they stayed put, there really are. I think those bases have sort of been covered. Now, if okay. you do something like you propose trading down to 21, early twenties, somewhere in there, mm -hmm. I think Shime's right. It opens up a sort of second tier of player, whether that's banks, whether that's Harrison, who I don't hate, but, to me, you are moving down a tier. You're getting a little further away Definitely. from the Broderick Jones types. I would throw um, a late uh, late Andy Hart Hearts, this guy kind of list player in Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. 
um, with the your new fan crush. Look at this guy, little bit, and just his versatility. I could definitely see him being a Bill Belichick front seven type player. Um, Definitely the cornerbacks, that second tier of corner, that second Mm -hmm. tier of safety. The kid out of Texas A and M, I think, would come in there. Would Brian Um, Branch last till twenty or twenty? I know Shime does not want a safety come hell or high water. I don't either. Brian Branch should probably. I I don't think Brian Branch goes in the first round. If I'm being completely honest. Oh wow. Oh okay. I'll take Shime coming through here. I don't know if he knows I, what I'm, he's talking about, I, but he I'm, sounds I, like he I'm, does. I'm I am, reveling in this. I, this I, I forgot about the fact that this I, is the Shime. I have a lot of uh, strong opinions on this draft. I shared some of them you on the quarterbacks say. pod. Uh, yeah. Uh, to me, Brian Branch will not be tra- drafted in the first round. Andy, what about this? What I, I, I think if the Patriots take an edge rusher. Even your pup behind you is like, okay, go ahead, Fitzy. Uh, uh, what if the Patriots trade back into the late 20s? And if they take an edge rusher, Pats fans will be pissed, even though it would be a need in 2024 because we have some free agent issues. It's 2023. I'm so sick I of the know. 2024 I'm, talk. We've just, hold on, I haven't got to my damn thought. What if they go back to like 26, trade with uh, Dallas or someone, and they take Jameer Gibbs? What? The running back out of Alabama. What if that happens? He might. Well, I mean, there's a lot of first round buzz on him now. Oh yeah, I know there's first round buzz on him. But let me remind everybody. So now mm-hmm. there's first round buzz on Peter Skaronsky, who I actually think is the best offensive lineman in the draft. Yep. Except for the fact you took a guard in the first round last year. If you sure didn't did. take Cole Strange, I'd be all in on Peter Skaronsky, like Peter King's mock draft is. I would be so excited. You have that guard to build around, solidify the interior, the whole thing. But you took that guy. You thought Cole Strange was that guy. You val- valued him very highly. You took him. Now you're telling me. They need a running back. Wait a minute. They drafted two running backs last year. I thought they drafted the fastest running back in the at the combine. Pierre Strong Jr. Mike Reese tells me he's the next James White. What the hell do we need Gibbs for? Why are we drafting things again? Redundancy in the draft is dumb. And you also have James Washington, who, by the way, might you know be in line for a resurgent year that's akin to the numbers he put up Robinson. a couple of years ago in Jacksonville. Robinson. James Robinson. Dude, Sorry. Excuse I was me. Very I need you to land the, the plane on the last names. You've been doing All this a right. lot lately. You did it on weekend radio as well. Oh, I so so I'm the, the it, I, I paid for the no. tower to be fixed after it fell down, it fell to the ground. These things happen. See, all right, there's a lot of names. But yes, that's a great Thank point, you. Fifty. So you have Ramondre yeah. Stevenson, who might be one of the best backs in the NFL right now. You drafted a workhorse back in Kevin Harris that a couple years ago was a big time playmaker in the SEC. You drafted the fastest running back in the draft and Pierre strong and you signed James Robinson, who for two years in Jacksonville was a thousand plus yards from scrimmage kind of contributor. Why do we need Gibbs? Why would we take Gibbs? Like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, it might happen. I I wanted to get you worked up for it. And Shime, I have a feeling I have to see Andy's already tossing his hat. I love it. This is great. Before we even get into our mock Shime, I, I Darnell writes the guy that I think I want the most. If they stay at 14, he may be available there. I don't think they're going to take a receiver in the first round. There's probably a lot of thinking inside the building. What? Like, well, we're saying it ain't so it's good. Oh, did you just do that? Take a lap. Yeah. Say hello to my little friend. No, that one, especially you started this. All right. <laughs> but uh, are you, is that a goat or is that a machine gun? What that was, was that? Goat. Quiet machine okay. gun. <laughs> was, a quiet... was it a goat? The oh, point... you think they flowers is a goat. All right. Oh, God. This guy. Something's going to happen. They're going to, Patriots are going to take someone at some position. That's just going to make us all go. Oh, you got to be shitting me. The, the, it's oh, going to happen. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. It's a and podcast. I can now. If I say it Thursday night, we'll get in trouble. No one's gonna care if I say it Thursday night. Nah, it's a part. No, Twitch would love it. Are you kidding me? No, <laughs> I, I, I think you're right, Fitzy. But I think that happens in like the third round when they draft another quarterback. Like that's oh, yeah. that's the like. Oh, what the hell are we doing? Or they get like, the punter from Rutgers in the third round, and it's like hmm. he probably would have been there in the fifth. Speaking of which, can we um jump on? So Fitzy and I. Very early on, started the Hendon Hooker talk. Yep, I was there when it started. It was excellent. And I wanted him in the second round. And now um, the Hooker is going 12th. Like, yeah, look, that's to me, this is insane. The high class. There is, let's let's say, can we save that for the back end? That's more general draft talk. This is Patriots draft talk. We'll get there in a second. Patriots related. I think the Patriots could draft a quarterback. There is no chance the Patriots are taking a quarterback in the first round. And if they None? take Hendon Hook, and Andy, I'll tell you right now, if the Patriots take a quarterback in the first round, I will do 50 naked jumping jacks in the studio. No, no, you won't. <laughs> Look, but if in Peter, Peter King's mock draft, Anthony Richardson last to 14, if Anthony Richardson is at 14 and the New England Patriots pass on him, that will be the biggest colossal failure, including letting Brady walk out the door that Belichick has had in his entire career. That is the most. Patricia? That is uh, okay. Maybe, maybe second most. <laughs> Overpassing on Lamar Jackson for you. It ago. is a top three. Yeah, because like I, at the time, I think there was a lot more questions about Lamar Jackson getting drafted. Than there are about Anthony Richardson. Now, I am, uh, I am fully on the train. I believe Anthony Richardson should be the first overall pick if he is available at fourteen, and you pass on him because, because you have Mac Jones is the biggest mistake in your life because of his potential. I mean, you know, it's going to take two years and to mold that clay. Yeah, well, Disagree. All these guys are getting drafted. Right all these guys are getting drafted for their potential. So I, I think right Anthony, away. Yes, I think Get Anthony Richardson can start right away. I mean, we watched Cam Newton. And Anthony Richardson is Cam Newton 2.0, right? Like that's better. comparison. Big, strong arm, athletic. Like the Cam whole Cam was a better college player. Now Anthony's measurables. Yes, he was. Maybe absolutely. better. Cam, Cam Newton was a bit yeah, absolutely shy. He was. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I agree. But when you turn on the tape and you watch Anthony Richardson, like Anthony Richardson actually knows how to play the position of quarterback. Cam Newton was an athlete, and he was tremendous. Don't get me wrong; he was one of the greatest college football players I have ever seen in my short life. But when you turn on the tape and actually watch Anthony Richardson play the position, he knows how to play quarterback. Like this is not just a guy who runs like he runs as a literal last option. He goes through checkdowns. He goes through reads. He goes through the entire thing. He just needs to speed it up a little bit. And honestly, he should run more. He doesn't run enough with how talented he is. Like that's how good this kid is. And I, I think people are out of their minds uh, when they just all they do is cite 54% on the box score and don't actually watch the tape. He seems to be a pretty sharp fella. He has, he has made his will to improve and his want to win known to one and many in draft circles and around the league. So to me, that accounts for something that is the unquantifiable. And I'm a big believer in all that. Andy, a final thought before we wrap this portion up and get into the mock, because I am itching and a scratching and I am ready to get a mocking. Well, I think this is a huge first round. I think this is a huge Thursday night for Bill Belichick and Matt Groh. And I do think Matt Groh has a significant voice in that war room at one Patriot place, Gillette Stadium. You know, the way he talked about Bill is a great asker of questions in that room. I think that's really what it is now. Like, I think Bill is sort of the overseer, the middle manager, whatever you want to call it. And he's asking these guys, like, what do you like? What do you like? What are we doing? What are we, what are we doing here? Are you okay with this? And I know people pushed back on that with Mac Jones, but I think Bill asks a lot of questions now. But I think this will decide the future of the New England Patriots, how they handle this first round in this draft, and whether that future 
includes Bill Belichick for a couple more years or whether maybe the Gerard Mayo era starts early. So if I were Bill, I would nail the hell out of this pick. Hell. Nail the hell out of this pick. Okay, a pivotal draft as always for the New England Patriots. A pivotal mock draft coming up. And of course, a gentle reminder, we have a pivotal show Thursday, April 27th, 6 to midnight. That's right. We're going full 6 to midnight. Keith, Shime, Hart, Fitzy, special guests, and you. Do not miss it. Thank you so much for once again tuning in to Six Rings and Football Things. Rate, review, subscribe, and share if you can, as always. And a special attaboy and thanks to Chris Primetime Shime for all the legwork he did with Andy Hart on Six Rings and Prospect Things. We have done everything we can to get you guys pumped, primed, and ready. If knowledge is power, you guys should be absolute goliaths at this point because we have chock full of nuts. I, all right, I had I almost stuck the landing. All right, we gave you a lot of stuff. Let's go to let's go to the next leg and do the mock draft. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, everyone. Here we are. It is time for the Six Rings and Football Things 2023. All right. I'll answer the door later. That's my that's actually my doorbell. It's time for the Six Rings and Football Things mock draft where myself, Andy Hart, Chris Scheim, and Mike Giardi went through the entire first round. This is a one-round, first-round draft. There will be no trades. We're not pushing anything ahead to day two for rounds two and three. Nothing with day three. There's no trade-ups, no trade-backs. It's just a classic, simple, straightforward NFL draft. Commissioner Goodell. Hey, everybody. I'm Roger Goodell. I'm worth $500 million. I suck. Has come to the stage in Kansas. I know, because he is, too. I didn't say it was going to be a good impersonation. Well, hey, everybody. Roger Goodell here. That's more Dan Campbell. Worse. That's even worse. It's more Eli Manning. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, it doesn't. You guys do your Roger Goodell then if you want a good Goodell. No one asked for it, but that's fine. Anyway, Goodell has come to the stage. The Kansas City crowd has booed him. People are throwing burnt ends and baked beans at him. <laughs> it's just an absolute blank show up there. And it is time to get things going. So the way the draft order goes. Andy was first, Mike Giardi was second, Chris Scheim was third, I was fourth, and we will just wash, rinse, repeat, and roll all the way through the round, all 31 selections, because, of course, Miami does not have a first-round pick because they get caught cheating, trying to tamper with Brady. Funny how that goes. Trying to talk to the goat on the boat. You're going to pay. All right, I have pulled it up here in front of us. Andy, would you please take to the stage and announce the first pick in the 2023 NFL Draft? With the first pick in the 2023 Six Rings podcast mock draft, the Carolina Panthers select Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. 
Uh, you obviously, you trade up for a quarterback. You make a deal like that for a quarterback. You have Frank Reich there to become an offensive team. Obviously, they want to take big strides forward in terms of entertainment and success, and they have a division where they can probably do it pretty quickly if you make the right decisions. Uh, and Bryce Young, despite his size, is the safest quarterback in this draft. Dude can process, dude can throw, dude played for an NFL coach in Bill O'Brien. He's in there, done that. So as safe as safe can be in this draft, in my opinion, at the quarterback position is Bryce Young. Yeah, he moves well. He's quick. He's a winner. Everyone says great things about him. They've done a good job uh, after losing some talent this offseason. Dante Foreman, obviously DJ Moore, a lot of picks going the, the move to go up from nine to one. They bring in Adam Thielen. Now, how much tread is actually left on the tires, we'll see. But that's a good veteran wide receiver to surround him with. Hayden Hurst at tight end. You bring in Miles Sanders at back to replace Dante Foreman. So with Frank Reich, I think, Shime, that's going to be a pretty competent offense in what could potentially be a very, very winnable division. Yeah, like the Carolina is ready to fight right away in that division for sure. That is a a horrible division. And so Carolina could easily come out. Of, they almost did last year with that crap bag team. So there's a very good chance uh, that they could do it this year. All right, Chime, I talk too much on this podcast. Speaking of crappy divisions, let's go from the NFC South to the AFC South. The Houston Texans are on the clock. Would you please announce Mike Giardi, guest drafter on the Six Rings mock draft, his pick at number two for the Texans? Yeah, the Houston Texans select Texas Tech edge Tyree Wilson. Wow. Uh, they, they avoid going quarterback here, which I was pretty surprised. Uh, it's a theory that has caught a lot of buzz, especially within the last couple of weeks. Um, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, this team needs a quarterback. I guess if they're really just holding out for Caleb Williams, then sure. But I guess as the evident this season, Lovey Smith made it so that you didn't get the first overall pick. You couldn't get Bryce Young. Uh, and who's to guarantee that you're going to be able to get the quarterback next year? Like D'Amico Ryan's wants to win. He's not going to want to tank. So I, I, to me, it, not going quarterback here seems kind of dumb. I, I, I agree. Um, although maybe they have a kick at the can later with the 12th pick overall in the draft. Uh, recently, Andy, Will Levis is the betting favorite to go second now. Not Anthony Richardson, not even CJ Stroud, who has been dogged by the S2 cognition test and the poor score he allegedly got in there. Who only knows? It's not like he's got a gas mask Laramie Tunsil photo, and that didn't even matter because that guy's the best left tackle in football. Do you think uh do you think it'll be a defensive player here too? And D'Amico Ryans gets himself just a lot younger, or do they go QB? No, I think this this is either defensive player or trade. Uh, I feels like they're just not in love with the quarterback position, not ready to pounce. And as you said, Fitzy, maybe just waiting for next year with uh, Williams or May, who could mm -hmm. be seen as elite prospects next year, and they'll probably be in consideration. I also think the Wilson pick to me is interesting. You're, you're banking on upside. You're taking the more prototypical pass rusher than the Will Anderson, the more proven mm -hmm. production of Will Anderson. Um, so it's this interesting. coming from out of nowhere, Tyree Wilson, Andy. Well, it, He's he's got the measurables. He's a good player. He was on a defense where he was doubled and triple teamed all the time. So Shime and I just actually broke down edge rushers, and I would urge listeners to head on over to that podcast. And we talked about this. Like he is definitely a guy that could have more production and massive upside. He's a prototypical build athletic profile for a top of the first round edge rusher. But I would also say maybe you hit on him. It won't matter. Just like the Panthers, Fitzy, you uh, enumerated all the other moves they made this offseason won't matter if Bryce Young sucks and this guy can be as good as he wants if they don't get a quarterback won't matter 
Shime, you are up for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, the Arizona Cardinals select cornerback at Illinois, Devon Witherspoon. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. I, Third. Jeez. Yeah, that Gardner went high that is, and that, Witherspoon goes high. That is what you must be when you made this pick. High. Well, I just look at the way Gannon wanted to play defense with the Eagles last year. I think I, I think Witherspoon fits better in that mold, in that scheme, than a guy like Christian Gonzalez, who's just far, far more successful in straight-up man-to-man coverage. And so for me, Witherspoon brings in a snarl to your defense that you don't have and fits the scheme the coach wants to play. That's a win-win. If it turns out he's Sauce Gardner 2.0, good pick. And there was also, yeah, he won't be. I mean, very different players. And I find it hard to believe that you are going to have back to back top five corners that come in and just boom, hit the ground running. So I think he's a good player. I think the the style we talked about earlier is really interesting. But uh, I did want to note that Kyler Murray, who we know kind of runs the Cardinals, maybe based on his personality and who he is. He's a little dinkish is very dinkish and is very little um, is apparently in love with Paris Johnson. Apparently he visited recently and he and Kyler Murray hit it off. And like, oh, he was trying to make they're trading back. Home. Yeah. That, so that's it. I wouldn't rule it out. That's a trade back. Yeah. Perfect one for whoever wants to go up and either get Stroud or Levis right there. Andy, if they don't trade back and I saw Kyler Murray in the new Arizona Cardinals, ugh, the Arizona Cardinals Jersey reveal. He was at least upright in those jerseys after he tore his ACL a couple months ago in the new uniforms. If they don't trade back, do you really think it's Devin Witherspoon here? Or do you think they go and get Will Anderson or what? Yeah, I I would say that's a really interesting pick. It'd be a ballsy yeah. pick. I'm not sure they have the it balls is. to do it. Um, I think they might go more traditional. I wouldn't rule out Jalen Carter um, as just mm. maybe the best available on the board kind of big body to build a defense around will anderson um they're the interesting team not only based on the trade but who they take so i this would kind of surprise me but i love shime's uh i, I love his fearlessness let's just say in Thank this you. process the moxie i think the houston texans are the team that kind of oh, controls the moxie. i see what the, you did the, gusto. The, the first round here oh 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 your old pal fitz is on the clock with the Terrible. fourth pick overall uh, the Indianapolis Colts select from the Ohio State University quarterback C.J. Stroud. Uh, my thinking here is Indianapolis needs to get off the first round aging veteran quarterback that takes you to the wild card round at best merry-go-round. Get a quarterback you can develop. You got to give Shane Steichen, or as Gronk likes to call him, Shane Spikeman, a quarterback that I think he's going to try to find somebody like Jalen Hurts. Now, we didn't see a lot of running from Stroud till the very end of his collegiate career. He's an accurate passer. He's a cannon for an arm. Damn the cognition test and whatever the S2 score was. What I saw in his audition game for the NFL in the college football championship semifinal on New Year's Eve was somebody who balled the F out. He was an absolute man on a mission. That had top half of the first round NFL talent, Sunday talent, written all over it. And I just want to hear from you guys real quick before we uh, try to pick up the pace here a little bit. What are your doubts or fears about C.J. Stroud going this high in the draft? Yeah, for me, he has the highest floor, in my opinion. I, I think it's just I, – I think I said this on – when Andy and I talked about the quarterbacks, you can go find that wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, I, I even said, like, C.J. Stroud, without a doubt to me, is the quarterback that will, like, last the longest in this class. Like, he could easily be around for the next 12 or 13 years, even if he's not, like, a 
like a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but he could start for like four or five different teams over the next 14 years. And I fully expect that. Like this is an NFL quarterback at the bare minimum. Uh, and so I think he has the highest floor in the draft. Yeah, I am not as high on Sean as Shime is, um, but I think he has ability. Uh, I think he's a little more raw than I think you'd expect of him. Um, I think there is some developmental time needed in terms of reads and progressions and kind of getting off his throw. Also, I don't think he uses his athleticism enough. I think he's more athletic than his production. Um, so just figuring out who he is as a veteran NFL quarterback in like the third year, I think there is going to be a process there. But coming from Philadelphia, maybe that's something that the spike man can do with him as opposed to Will Levis, who is equally or at least potentially athletic, has a bigger arm. Stroud does have a pretty big arm, but might be able to move more if he's looking for a Jalen Hurts type with the Colts. All right, moving on. Andy, fifth pick, please. The fifth pick is an exciting one, I think, for one Chris Scheim. Uh, Also may be uh, an exciting one for my boy Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. They take their quarterback of the future, They have Geno Smith, but he can teach Anthony Richardson from Florida, the best athlete in the draft, and the ultimate swing for the fences home run. I mean, if you put a field a team that has DK Metcalf and Anthony Richardson, I don't know how many football games you're going to win, but you got two of the best damn athletes and dominating, like, get-off-the-bus guys you'll ever see. Yeah, great pick by Andy. Uh, I don't think think Anthony Richardson makes it past the Seahawks on Thursday night. And it would be a perfect landing spot for him because there's no rush to get him out on the field. And there's plenty of time for Geno Smith and for Pete Carroll and DK Metcalf to help this kid elevate his game and become a well-rounded, proficient professional. And a team like the Jets that is coming off a really good draft from a year ago. So probably has a little bit of the swagger, cachet, Pete Carroll, Schneider to make a pick like this that not everybody's going to love. But I think they have the cachet to pull it off and the and the the structure in place to make it work. Absolutely. All right, moving on. It's time for the sixth pick. Sixth pick. It's Mike Giardi's pick. I'll rattle this one off real quick. The Detroit Lions via the Los Angeles Rams as part of the Goff and Stafford trade select a no-brainer, bookending him alongside Aiden Hutchinson. Here comes Big Bad Will Anderson, edge rusher out of Alabama, who very well, gentlemen, could end up being the best player taken or best player from the 2023 draft. When we look back in a couple of years, this guy is an animal and it's a great spot for him opposite Aiden Hutchinson, because I don't actually think he's an elite pass rusher at the NFL level. I think he's going to be a really, really good defensive player and you can let Aiden Hutchinson be the elite pass rusher and live up to his hype and his draft status. And I think Will Anderson can play his game. That is pretty versatile and multifaceted. I think that is a, and Dan Campbell, I mean, it's a match made in that up. Yeah, it's yep. perfect. Bingo. They and they so often go draft in the first round. Uh, Dan Campbell. Hey guys, I'm gonna get another great pass rusher, and now it's also time for Shime. Is that the commissioner? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, with the seventh pick, the Las Vegas Raiders select Oregon cornerback Christian Gonzalez. Wow. Um, great pick. I I thought about the idea of going with uh Will Levis here, but the more I'm hearing about the Raiders. They're just not interested in Levis. Like they would be interested in Stroud or Richardson. If he was available, neither one are in this mock draft. I'm staying away from Will Levis. Uh, so I'm going with the cornerback because this secondary needs a ton of help. And Christian Gonzalez can play great man to man coverage. I love Christian Gonzalez as a player. I think at seven, great pick. 
And the Raiders defense stinks it's and needs so bad. these. And they need a play. Oh. Yeah, great. Their secondary needs help. And Josh McDaniels was in New England for most of the time when he's like, hey, you know, we're a better team when you have Ty Law, Asante Samuel, a Mallet, legit like when you have a corner. number one corner. Right. So he learned under that teat. Yep. Indeedly. Great pick. This would definitely fortify the defense of a team that should be loaded on offense heading into the season with Jimmy GQB under center for how long? Who knows? This was an easy one for me at number eight. I just grabbed once again, best player available. The Well, the Colts one was a little bit more need based with Stroud. Um, Jalen Carter, defensive tackle. Please make your way from the Georgia Bulldogs just down the road from Athens, Georgia to Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and immediately start alongside Grady Jarrett and uh, Calais Campbell. You're going to be a pretty impressive pro. However, even though the best player, potentially the best player in the draft may fall to eight, which would be pretty far. Andy, you have a concern about him going to Atlanta that we talked about. Yes, uh, Georgia player were player, not player, player <laughs> with off field issues. And I know he settled those and he got his yeah. probation community service from the drag racing that led to the death of a teammate and a staff worker. Just any concern staying in the greater Georgia area and maybe maybe he needs to get away from that and be in a different yeah. place. Start over yeah. that. That would be my only concern. Yeah, I, I think you're right there. I don't. I, I I think it's a smart idea that the the Falcons would take best player available. I just don't know that the Jalen Carter Atlanta f- match works very well. Uh, they do have a pretty good defensive line. Like I said, they picked up Calais Campbell, who I think is like 37 yet somehow still plays. They also it. pick up David Onyemata, right? Yep, they did. Yep, uh, they're a good defensive line, but that as much as they need like another wide receiver, maybe not a running back, they could go offensive line. Decent secondary in Atlanta. I, a talent like that is tough to pass up. Uh-oh, look who's on the board. Andy with the Bears. So we talked about it, talking in general about the Patriots draft. I think the best offensive lineman uh, played his college football not too far from the Chicago Bears home. Northwestern guard, and I do think he's a guard, Peter Skaronsky. You have a... I mean, I guess it's debatable. You have your franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. You're building an offense around him. I think uh, not to go too baldy, but it's never a bad thing to put a a good offensive lineman in front of a franchise quarterback. Um, And I think they're building in the right direction. So you added DJ Moore. You made a trade like you're you're doing things to move in the right direction. I think a an offensive lineman who I believe is a board, you know, five times, six time pro bowler right out the gates. Put him in front of Justin Fields and see what happens. You swap your running back, David Montgomery, over to Detroit. You pick up Dante Foreman, who ran like a man on fire on a mission, and that was to put out that fire last year. It just kept burning. I think the Bears in two years are going to be a playoff team. They have so many assets, Shime. They have so many picks ahead of them. It was a great move going out one to nine and picking up a lot of picks along the way. If Fields pans out. Yeah, I definitely think offensive line is the pick here. I don't know if they'll go with Skaronsky if they're if they'll prefer Paris Johnson. Um, but I think Skaronsky makes so much. He is the best offensive lineman in the draft. Look at that! Did you did you did you hear that, Andy? Like, you are up for Mike Giardi. It picked. I did. It was a beautiful thing. Pick ten, Mike Giardi for the Philadelphia Eagles. You're up. So this pick could be out of date because from what I read on the Twitter sphere, uh, Derek Henry is going to the Eagles, but uh, Akbar Baha Biamil is the only one that's reported that. So, let's but he is all in. He's like triple, quadruple yeah. down on it. Like he's all yeah. in. Like um, you heard it here first. That would be a sh- that would a mind blower. Well, it'd be stupid in light of the pick I'm about to make because I think they're getting a better 
running back at the 10th pick in the draft. Texas running back Bijan Robinson, who I, after Skaronsky, like this, the, he's one of the safest picks in the draft. Again, I see him as a future Pro Bowler. He can carry the load for you. He's an athlete. He's a game breaker. He can line up wide and run pass routes. He is a modern NFL running back. They they had Miles Sanders. To me, they upgrade with this pick, and he joins that $190 million quarterback and the two wide receivers, and they just keep churning it out. Bijan is number three on my draft board, period. The number three yeah. prospect, I think, in this draft. He is a blue-chip prospect. He's one of only three. Draft him. Yeah, he's on the top of just about every draft board. And now at the top of my draft board, picking 11th for the Tennessee Titans. Sham, you're up. Yeah, Tennessee Titans are going to select Tennessee tackle Darnell Wright. I know 15 uh, years. Breaking my heart. Uh, I, I just, Sorry, real quick. So this is at least the third time where we took the local player. So Tennessee tackle. Yeah, low uh, moving costs. Jalen Carter goes to the Falcons. We had Skaronsky going to the Bears. It is. Mm-hmm. We're like saving flights and moving costs. Hey, send an Uber over and get the guy. <laughs> hey, Skaronsky. Yeah, Skaronsky. That's such a great Bears name. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so uh, I go Darnell right here for the Titans. I thought about, again, this is another spot where I considered Will Levis for the Tennessee Titans, just knowing that they have Ryan Tannehill. I just, I just, I don't, I don't think Tennessee likes Will Levis uh, as much as some would have you believe. I don't like Will Levis uh, as much as others. So I went with the tough right tackle uh, that would fit, that, that Mike Vrabel would love to have because this guy will just literally blow people up in the run game uh, and is pretty good in the pass game. And you can't Break. go wrong when you draft Breaks a right. My heart. There you go. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> He's the right tackle of the future. Uh, he might be, or the Andy. left, which is what I wish I did a half an hour ago. Okay. Uh, picking at 12 for the Houston Texans, like I said, who are pivotal in this draft because they control 2-12. and 12. According to this mock, they didn't go quarterback earlier. And again, I don't have them going quarterback because I thought it would be absolutely dynamic. Depending on who they start this year, we'll see how effective and maybe they get a quarterback next year. Pairing alongside John Mechie, who is recovering very well, or so we've heard, could be in line to get right back to work this spring after recovering from treatment for leukemia missing 2022. Jackson, Smith and Jigba, wide receiver out of Ohio State. That'd be a pretty awesome double rookie wide receiver formation for any quarterback to throw out there, boys. Yeah, they don't have a quarterback. so Also true. And Davis Mills running it back. All right, you got yeah. Davis Mills and who else do they have in Houston? I can't even think. Is, is Kyle Allen still there? They signed a veteran. Not they? Tyrod Taylor. Who'd they sign? You know, they did. They, they get Chase Daniel, maybe? No, Chase, Chase Daniel retired. Oh, he did. Okay, how about A.J. McCarron? Their quarterbacks. No, uh, Davis Mills, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Oh, I, I rest deal. my case. Done deal. Keenum to Smith and Jigba. Get used to it now. I mean, would you... Him going 12th overall, the, it, being the first wide receiver, can we at least agree we think he's going to be the first wide receiver off the board? 100%. I think he will be. I actually yeah. don't love him as much as I love Zay Flowers, but I I'm think he's going to be the number one receiver. Yeah, I don't particularly love any receivers in this class. Like I, I think Quentin Johnston's my favorite, but I, I just don't think it, it's a down year for receivers, in my opinion, at least at the top end. All right, there was a trade made right before the draft, gentlemen. The Green Bay Packers and the New York Jets have switched spots as well as exchanged some other assets. Sending Aaron Rodgers finally to the Jets, ending our long national nightmare. So now picking 13th overall, we have the Green Bay Packers and a. Wait, this is me. That's... Well, oh, no, it's uh... no, it's me. So originally right. I had made oh, that's this right, pick. because you picked 15th. That's right. I apologize. Yeah, I, 
I think because Jackson Smith and Jigba gets traded, Green Bay takes the next best offensive player on the board. And to me, that's tight end out of Notre Dame, Michael Mayer. Uh, I think that they... Bit of a need. Bit of a need. Yeah, he is going to be he's going to be great in the red zone and on third downs for a young quarterback like Jordan Love. This is a guy you can target. He's going to win contested catches. He has a good run-blocking base. He's going to need a little bit of help with it, but overall pretty good. And he understands a route tree. He understands how to catch passes. And again, like I said, very good contested catch guy. I think he's the perfect safety blanket draft pick for Jordan Love and you go for a skill player uh the first draft pick you get as soon as Aaron Rodgers is out the yep. door. Uh although I don't necessarily think that it'll go tight end Andy is he athletic enough for that offense. Oh yeah. Like I don't know what people expect from him at the NFL level. Mm-hmm. If you're expecting Gronk or like 1500 yards, yeah. I don't think you're going to get it. If you're expecting Hunter Henry, like a good, solid tight end that will fit in if the quarterback is who they think he is, Jordan Love, and then you mix him in with the young receivers, I think you are abs- – and you have, obviously, the veteran running backs. I think you absolutely have the makings of a pretty damn good, diverse offense. Here it is, the moment we've all been waiting for. It'll be potentially derided. It's long, not since been decided. The New England Patriots are on the clock with pick 14. Mike Giardi made the pick. It is in. Chris Scheim, tell the peoples who's the newest Patriot. Mike Giardi selects Ohio State tackle Paris Johnson for your New England Patriots. What do we think, boys? I like him. I'm fine with it. He's a good player. Yeah, I think this makes sense. I actually like Broderick Jones a smidge more, but I'd be, you know, like splitting hairs. I think both of these guys are... High-end tackle prospects. I think the Patriots need a high-end tackle prospect. We've talked about it ad nauseum. It's tackle prospect, a cornerback. If Gonzalez or or Witherspoon somehow fell or you could jump up, Mm -hmm. I'd be in on them. And then we've talked about, yeah, do they need a number one receiver? But that doesn't seem to work out with the draft the way it is. So I think that the best tackle is the best option. And he's athletic AF. And it would be great to see somebody who's equally strong and fast and capable and, you know, Look, had to deal with P- uh, the Big Ten for a long time, so he played in a lot of high-leverage situations against some big boys who know how to get after the quarterback. So, solid pick right there. We are moving on. Andy, you are now picking for the Jets, having swapped with Shime in the Aaron Rodgers trade. Your selection, sir. Oh, what did I say? I like Broderick Jones. I like to send them to Aaron Rodgers in the New York Jets. I, I don't want to see them get him here. Well, I, I mean, I thought you were a Jets fan after last year's draft. You were raving about oh. how much talent they oh, have and how much you I like them. just because I pay somebody their props. You got a green pickle on your shirt, gang green hey. pickle. <laughs> you got a pickle on your shirt. You guys shirt. are the best. Yeah, uh, shower. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. So um, the Jets did inarguably had the best draft last year just because somebody. No, I know. Well, I don't yeah. know if it's inarguably. They had a great draft. I thought uh, Seattle had a really great. good draft, too. They, Seattle yeah, had a they great did. draft. Seattle had a great draft, but the Jets had the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. I know. It's not bad. Pretty good. It's wait, pretty, wait. Pretty, Talk to me pretty, in a couple of years, though. Sometimes things don't always pan when out. both or of them good. have been paid $100 million to play their position. Okay. Or maybe one of them turns into a dink. Well, you also can still possible. be a dink and good at football. There's plenty of those. Oh, yeah, it's actually true. I've yeah, talked it's probably a, lot it's a really good point. They're everywhere. Jesus Christ. Uh, all right, all right I hit next. the wrong button. Damn it. Ah, da, 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 da. Bring the commissioner up and have him stall. All right. Here you Fitzy, your pick. Oh, damn it. It's an ad. Oh, YouTube, you stupid sons of. All right. Coming up now, 16th overall, the Washington Commandants. Select a cornerback. They, too, could use some help on the back end. They will take Penn State cornerback Joey Porter Jr. Not a lot of interceptions in college. 
But one thing people have pointed out about Joey Porter Jr., he did not let a lot of really good receivers that he faced from Michigan to Ohio State and beyond do squat in college. So while he may not have the stats of some cornerbacks that could go ahead of him and some that even may be selected behind him, he's got football in his blood. He's tough as nails. He's a big guy. He's got that lockdown. Patrick Sertain, the second J.C. Horn, coveted contemporary number one cornerback size. And he plays hard. You know, it's all you and coverage skills. You get that football legacy factor, Andy. I'm in. Sure. All right. That was great analysis. Da, I don't da, think da, we need da. to analyze every pick. How long are we going here? Is this a no, four-hour All right. We're in the second half. Here we go. Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock 17th. Andy, you're up. So we all know that the Pittsburgh Steelers like to sort of rotate through and just they churn out front seven pass rushers, versatile defenders. And I think the guy I talked about earlier, Iowa edge Lucas Van Ness, kind of like Will Anderson opposite Aiden Hutchinson. So you tell me Van Ness gets to come in and play opposite Watt, who is one Ooh. of the best defensive players in football. I think that would be building really the foundation of a pretty dominant Blitzburg, Pittsburgh, Steel Curtain front. What are opposing offensive coordinators going to do about no, Let's just go to the next pick. Terrible. <laughs> what was I thinking? All right. Terrible. All right. Hey, you know what, actually, Shime, since that just came off of Pittsburgh, uh, you're up for Giardi, so why don't you pick it? He's terrible. <laughs> At 18, the Detroit Lions select Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid. Uh, Mike even made sure to take a shot at me in his little blurb about the oh. pick, saying that I took the wrong tight end. I would disagree. I don't trust Kincaid nearly quite as much as Mike does. Uh, Just... I think the back, the injury is uh, concerning. I think there's mm -hmm. some things there, and then on top of it, I just – he's not going to help in the run game. Like sure. He's a receiving option, but I, I don't think he's a very good run blocker. So I think mayor is just the better overall tight end. Do you have to really spend this much to replace uh, a tight end, a former first round tight end that you trade to another team in the division this early? No, but you have the luxury of doing it right. In, in my opinion, I think right. it would make more sense for them to go receiver uh, to really get somebody opposite. I'm on Ross St. Brown, but I, I guess tight end makes sense. If it's the best offensive weapon, if you believe it's the best offensive weapon available and you lost Jamison Williams for at least six games, if not longer, depending on how that suspension shakes out as well. So Correct. receiver could become a need for them as well. Imagine if Zay flowers goes out to grit town, Andy. No, he's coming to the Patriots. You keep dreaming, Andy. Uh, Andy, I bet it's, it's uh, whoops. Look at that. The Buccaneers. All right, Shine with the Buccaneers. Who you got? Yeah, at 19, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select tackle out of Oklahoma, Anton Harrison. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in full Caleb Williams mode. They're not going to get a top quarterback in this draft. They need to focus on getting one next year. Right now, your starting quarterback is either Baker Mayfield or or Kyle Trask, which is the ugliest pair of, like the, the, the grossest pair of Brutal. quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, I want to pass on that. So I'll prepare for Caleb Williams and get him his left tackle of the future in Anton Harrison. Yeah, that seems like it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Donovan Smith, a free agent. I don't believe he's been signed yet as of anywhere. If I could be corrected or mistaken. No, I think in he's that. still a free agent. Uh, yes, Tristan Wirfs. Maybe he'll actually be healthy this year. Not in time to protect Tom Brady. Who knows? Great pick by you, Shine. Moving on. All right, I'm going to go with pick number 20 to the Seattle Seahawks, who are just having an awesome draft. First, they get Anthony Richardson. Now they get Georgia edge defender Nolan Smith. Uh, Andy, is 20 appropriate for him? Is it a little low? Is it a little high? And where do we think he ranks amongst the edge rushers in this draft? I, I think it's appropriate. Uh, 
I don't know if it was Peter Kings or one of the other mocks I saw today had him up in the top 10. I forget exactly, 9, 10, 11, yeah, somewhere in there. Um, he's a really interesting guy, undersized pass rusher. Um, again, we hit on a, a long discussion, I think, Shime, on him in the uh, podcast yes, did. we did about edge rushers. You made the apt comparison to Von Miller, make, like maybe the size isn't that mm. dramatic in the kind of career he's had as an undersized pass rusher. Um, I'm intrigued to see what Nolan Smith can can do and what he is when he gets away from all that talent and that Kirby smart defense. I I'm interested to see what he can become. I'm, I'm curious, I guess. I love Nolan Smith. I think this is a little late for him. Oh, late. Fair enough. Well, never too late with the ESPN draft sound. All right. Thank you. I'll get the door later. The Chargers are on the clock. And of course, Andy Hart had to be the guy to make this pick. Oh, it'll break your heart on draft night if, if he goes out west. But well, I also would like to say it's good to, for everybody else in the media to catch on to the thing we talked about probably three weeks ago on the Six Rings podcast and how oh, much teams that. might like the no, not just say flowers, but the idea that teams may really like the idea that he could have left BC, but he's chose to stick it out, not go do NIL play with his team, play with it, make plays despite being in a pretty bad offense that he deserves extra credit for that. And he's getting that the Boston globe picked up our sloppy seconds. Good job guys. Uh, Boston college wide receiver Zay flowers goes to the Los Angeles chargers. That's right. They get younger at the receiver position, Justin Herbert and Zay flowers for the next five, eight, 10 years. There will be a lot of catches, a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns and a lot of highlights uh, for fantasy football teams everywhere. And you can send me Zay Flowers. This kid is good. Uh, but Special. it's funny how people are like, oh, we're not really sure what he's like at the second and third level. This kid's no, top am. 10 talent. He's not, I won't say one of the more polarizing figures, but one of the more, to use one of your favorite words, Andy, intriguing figures. Yep. And if, if Keenan Allen is, you know, chipping on the 17th hole of his NFL career, Josh Palmer, Mike Williams, and Zay Flowers, Defending that AFC West and beyond, good luck. All right, who is up next? It is pick number 22. Mr. Mike Giardi selects Clemson edge defender Miles Murphy. Must profess he might be of the 32 players or 31 players to be taken Thursday night in the first round. I know the least about. Who can fill me in from Six Rings and Prospect things about Miles Murphy? Yeah, Miles Murphy's pretty good. Like the the kid can play football. Uh, Andy and I really went into depth uh, on him uh, in the podcast. I think Andy was a little bit higher on him than I was, uh, if memory serves. Um, but he's got like all the physical tools. Like the the kid has the ability to play four five three forty six foot five two hundred and seventy pounds. Like he's built to play defensive end, and he has the potential to be pretty good. But I, I think there's still a lot of rawness there. I like raw defenders, and he is raw. As Mike said, he in his little write-up about him, sort of straight out of central casting. Like, if you look at a guy that's an end of the line of scrimmage, like a D-end pass rusher, you look at a guy like Miles uh, Murphy. So I, I think he – and that Baltimore defense needs to kind of restock a little bit. I think he would fit in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a very good point. Andy, what's the name of the pass rusher uh, a couple of years ago went to Baltimore? He's really good, very underrated. It's a difficult name to pronounce. Uh, uh, Oda, Shine, got uh, it. uh, it used to be Jason. Uh, oh God, hold on. I'm pulling it up right now. I know exactly who you're talking about. I want to say it's like Odaway Afe. Um, but that sounds wrong. Uh, yeah, it is, I'm... it is, uh, Odafe Owe. I was close. Thank you. Owe. Owe. That's right. Okay. Yeah. He's really good. Giving him a bookend 
like yep. uh, Miles Murphy, probably would be a solid pick. Cornerback, they got, uh, they've gotten a little long in the tooth in the corner. They took Kyle Hamilton last year, 14th at safety. We all know they could use a receiver, even though they just signed OBJ to an absurd. Hell, maybe they even need a corner uh, quarterback, though I doubt that is on the horizon. Shime, you're up 23rd, yeah, Minnesota Vikings. Simple. 23, I feel like I'm taking all the corners, but I'll continue to do it. Uh, Minnesota Vikings select uh, Maryland cornerback Deontay Banks. I think this is a perfect spot for Banks. I think Banks has a lot of potential. I'm pretty high on Banks overall. Uh, I think he should be a solid fit in a Viking secondary that is getting totally rebuilt, uh, and that's a good starting block. I got Brian Flores back there now as their defensive yeah, coordinator. I think that's he'll a feel really move. nice with Flores. They need a defense to complement that excellent offense as well. NFC North is getting tough, you guys. Who knows what the Packers are going to be like? Probably in rebuild mode, year one of Jordan Love's experience. But Detroit, they're going to give it to you every game. Vikings are solid. The Bears are not going to go down. They, the Bears won't lay down. I think they're going to be a tougher out last year, uh, this year rather than before. So watch out. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. 24. All right. Uh, again, I was just kind of going best player available, and he kind of fits the needs of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who select safety Brian Branch out of Alabama. All right, everyone drink when I say it. Football is becoming positionless, especially in the defensive side, and that's one of those words you have to drink every time you hear it. Branch is great in the box. He can cover. He's a hard hitter. He's a three, three, two-year starter, played three years at Alabama. Uh Second team, all pro, or rather second team, whatever the hell it is in college. Um, all American, excuse me. He's an excellent football player, and they need help in the secondary, if anything, because the offense in Jacksonville next year, with the steal of the past calendar year, of course, um, the hell's the name of that wide receiver from the Falcons that they that they got it for a fifth-round pick? Uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, Jacksonville's going to be great. They're poised, I think, guys, to run that division for the next several years unless someone else comes knocking. And I don't know who it's going to be anytime soon. Yeah, no, they're putting it together. And I like Branch. I do think he's a well-rounded. He gets the Minka Fitzpatrick comparisons because, you know, Alabama, Simpletons. Solid. But yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I think he can flat out play. I like I always say this. There's certain guys that I always think teams draft. How you will use them exactly? Not sure. But I know you'll always be happy to have them to put to use every every Sunday. Absolutely. 25th, the Giants are on the clock. Andy, you're up. Uh, the most... Um, one of the more controversial first round picks, I think, and one that I kind of talked myself into based on need, but based on a um, more philosophical belief that the NFL is trending smaller and size doesn't matter like it once mm -hmm. did. Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback, Mississippi State. Dude is a ball hawk, has 30 something interceptions between his last two years of high school and his college play. Like he's just around the football returns touch them for touchdowns Had much of six the time in college six. six that's a lot and that's not i just don't think as much as i'm scared to death of a guy that weighs 166 pounds like i i i thought that was a typo the first time i read that when it was his combine measurable six one one sixty six. i was like no that's not real and then no 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 that's real um but, you know, it's the NFL. It's less physical than ever. You're not allowed to touch people. So just go cover. And when the brown thing is headed your direction, grab it and run the other way. And he does that well. Yeah, Andy made my favorite pick and least favorite picks of this draft. <laughs> yeah, Shime wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot heart at this point because no, he's too, he's too thin, too frail. Uh, can I make a bold prediction for the Giants at 25? Sure. Yeah, a lot it, of people think they're going to take Zay Flowers. No, the name to keep in mind, John Michael Schmitz. Andy and I talked about him on the Offensive I love that Line name. podcast. I love it that is name. a corn-fed boy name. Uh, keep an eye out for that. 
John Michael Schmitz. His name is my pick, too. Uh, uh, right. Here we go. He goes down. The people come around. (laughs) John Michael Schmitz, New York Giant. Dallas Cowboys are on the clock. Mr. Michael Giardi selects Andy. He takes, and we talked a little bit about him earlier, Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Interesting for what the sort of trend is for the Cowboys. Tony Pollard Mm -hmm. obviously taking over. They let go of Ezekiel Elliott. And this is a guy that some people think is just a dynamic athlete. I've seen comparisons to Alvin Kamara as terms as a pass catcher and sort of that role he will fill in the Dallas backfield. Um, Honestly, for Dallas, I don't hate the pick. I I think it's an interesting athletic body. Um, Now, will it be used properly? Because they, of course, do have a head coach who's taking over play calling. He's like, I want to run the football. Well, I don't think that's why you draft Jameer Gibbs. You draft him as part of a spread offense where you're getting yeah. the ball, Dak's getting the ball to playmakers. So he we'll and see where Pollard, that goes. And well, he and Pollard would be dynamite together. But Shime, yeah, is unless he you TJ, want to run the ball, like you is just he want to be TJ, a traditional run guy. Sorry, is he TJ Yeldon 2.0? No, so like I think Gibbs is good, but uh, you know, Jerry took a shot at me, so I'll take one back. I think this is a dumb pick. I, I, I think this is redundancy at its finest. Like Tony Pollard and Jameer Gibbs do the same things. Like if you're going to draft a running back, you wait and take a guy like Zach Charbonnet or something, a, some guy who's going to pound the rock for a you. Bigger dude, not another yes. Tony yes. Pollard. You're already paying Tony Pollard ten million. Why are you Why are you drafting Jameer Gibbs to do the same thing? Sound logic, Mr. Shime. So sound. I think I'm going to give you the next pick in our draft. Uh, at number 27, I have the Buffalo Bills selecting wide receiver out of USC, Jordan Addison. Uh, I'm not super high on Addison, but I think the fit here makes a lot of sense. There's no offensive lineman, who is what I would, which is what I would prefer for the Bills here. I guess you could go Osiris Torrance. I don't believe in guards in the first round, so I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and And... and I think Gabe Davis was a bit of a letdown compared to what people had hyped him up as last year. And so Mm -hmm. in order to take some of the load off of both Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, you add a talented slot receiver in Jordan Addison. It's a solid pick. Khalil Shakir, Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, Dawson Knox. Now Jordan Addison. Good luck stopping that offense. Uh, running back wouldn't be a bad pick here either for Buffalo, considering that yeah, but got they used Damian a second Harris round James. pick on James Cook just last year, so I don't think they double dip like that quite a, right away. All right, you don't have to yell. Oh, sorry, I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock at 28. I think they would love if Brian Branch falls to them because they lost not one but two starting safeties to free agency uh, in Von Bell and uh geez louise i don't got am i having a scene jesse bates jesse bates i was gonna say jordan bates my bad uh thank you going to atlanta here i have the cincinnati bengals adding to their defensive line with trey henderson and sam hubbard hello kalisha cancy defensive lineman out of the university of pittsburgh what do we think boys uh, this is another shine measurables moment. Wouldn't draft him. His arms are too short. He, it's not Aaron Donald. I'm he's sorry. He's got stubby I'm, arms. I'm out. Stubby arms. He's yep, stubby, stubby as stubby can be. Yep. And he's fine. Like he can have a nice NFL career. He's not a first round pick in my opinion. And I do think the Aaron Donald comps help him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you guys said Aaron Donald. Yeah. Well, Aaron Donald is special. He's generational. And yeah. can't see is a very angry unicorn. <laughs> True. That a very strong one at that. All right. Three picks left, boys. Here we go. All right, Hart, you're up 29th for the New Orleans Saints. So I think you can notice my last few picks. I was sort of swinging for the fences, and to me, that's what this is. Uh, Luke Musgrave, tight end, Oregon State. 
Okay, mm. so we know they have a quarterback that likes to use a tight end, wow. Darren Waller, wow. right? Yep. You, you yep. use Darren Waller, okay, give him an athletic pass-catching tight end. Musgrave highlights are like, oh, yeah, dude's a first-round pick. Dude is a playmaker. There's just not a ton of them. He wasn't overly productive, battled some injuries, some different things, doesn't have a lot on his production resume. But I think if he hits, like, he is going to be a 80-plus catch, 1,000-plus yard NFL tight end. Now, if he misses – well, then he's Mike Kosicki or something, and he's useless, and he bounces around to a couple teams. But, you know, swinging for the fences late in the first round. New Orleans needs some offense. Sub 4-5. Four, sub 4-5-2 four, in the 40. I respect the hell out of this pick. I think I would prefer Darnell Washington, but by God, Andy, you have balls to take Luke Musgrave <laughs> in the first round. And you said he could have 80 catches. That's what Wiggy <laughs> predicted for Devin Asiasi in his rookie season. Yeah, but I know football. <laughs> hey, that's the new head coach of the Brockton Boxers you're talking about. Oh, good man. luck, boxers. <laughs> uh, there's a good reason Brockton Brewery is right down the street from where they play, because that's what we're all going to need to do when we go to Wiggy's first game. Actually, I think he's going to be great. I'm very proud of him. All right. Second to last pick, Giardi. Shime, who did he pick? Uh, Giardi selected uh, Clemson defensive tackle Brian Brissy. Uh, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. You need to add. Yeah, you just keep adding to this defensive line. It's a strength on a strength type thing. Uh, Javon Hargrave left in free agency. Fletcher Cox mm -hmm. is another year older. So substituting those guys with a guy like Brian Brissy to restart the process makes sense. It's a solid pick, solid rationale. And let's finish it up. The final pick of round one of the 2023 NFL draft goes to the Kansas city chiefs, your super bowl champions who infuriatingly improved by selecting uh, yeah, I have the Kansas City Chiefs taking TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnston. Uh, I think he offers a skill set that they don't technically have at receiver. You lose Juju in free agency right now. Your receivers are like Sky Moore, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, and Kadarius Tony. Tony mm -hmm. can't stay on the field for a full season. I don't know what Sky Moore is yet. And Marquez Valdez Scantling is a one-trick pony. So you need to take some of the load off of Travis Kelsey one way or another. And what better way to do that than get a cheap, young, wide receiver talent for Patrick Mahomes to continue to supplement that offense. Yeah, Andy, uh, Patrick Mahomes specifically requested a workout with Zay Flowers. It was like their last uh, top 30 yes. visit. If he loves him, do you think they might make a play for your guy sometime in the first round? Uh, it would not surprise me. The oh, Chiefs have be never been afraid. Uh, oh, I would be. Oh. I think Andy oh. Reid, Patrick Talk Mahomes. about adding strength oh. to a strength. Oh, you want to talk God. about a punch right to the pickle. Can you imagine some of those things they like to do, sort of moving the pocket or the backside stuff, the motions, the yeah. dart, like flowers would flowers fit amazing in that oh. on. I'm saying it right now. If he goes there, I know Bijan Robinson's really good. If he goes there, I'm taking him as my offensive rookie of the year. If he goes to Kansas City, I don't blame you. And Shime, what about them thinking, OK, I know the guy that Fitzy once dubbed old man Kelsey can still bring it but he is going to be a year older and they sure do run a lot through him and rely on him a ton. Could they potentially consider grabbing one of these hyper athletic tight ends, making a splash, like a third or a fourth tight end in the first round? Yeah. Like, so Darnell Washington could be an option here. That's the, the, the guy so I would look at. He's just a, he's a freak. Uh, I love Darnell. I think he can have, he, he just didn't have a ton of production in college, which is one of the reasons why a lot of people are low on him. But when you look at it, like, Per reception, he's one of the best in college, shockingly enough. He just was targeted limited times because he's on the same team as Brock Bowers, who is going to be like a top 10 pick next year. So 
look, could they go with a tight end? Yes. Uh, I think they would rather go receiver here just because receivers get paid more. You can kind of find tight ends later sometimes, especially in this draft. I think tight end is pretty deep overall. A guy like um, the kid out of Old Dominion. Oh, God, the name is escaping me right now. Uh, Zach Kuntz, I think, is the name. Something like that. Uh, That's how you pronounce it. Yeah, there's an alternate is, pronunciation. I won't say it, but yeah, Tucker Craft is the other kid. Uh, so there's a couple tight ends later in this draft that I think they could target as well. Uh, and I also wouldn't rule out. We talk about Zay Flowers, uh, mm-hmm. the Downs kid out of North Carolina. Josh Downs. Oh, Josh, Josh Downs. Downs. Everyone's. I, I've not heard. Oh, I loved him. A, a Love whisker him. of a criticism that nary if, a bad word about Josh. Downs if they can't work. get Zay Flowers in Kansas City, I could see them trying to get Downs and kind of say we'll take the next one Downs the list. What? Okay. Oh my God, we've been doing I this mean, too long. Yeah, wait, way too long. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. All right, boys, there it is. They are all thirty-one picks mocked out by your pals at the Six Rings of Football Things podcast. Thank you to Mike Giardi for partaking in this. This will be published on weei.com for your reading and sharing pleasure as well. What do you think of our mock? What do you think of our picks? Let us know at Six Rings Pod at Shime Time at Jumbo Heart at Fitzy GFY and of course at Mike. Giardi. Boys, we've covered just about every last aspect for months now here in the podcast. The excellent work you've done on Six Rings and Prospect Things. Many, many podcasts about what the Patriots may do, what they probably won't do, and what we wish they would do. And it all comes down to just a few days from now. The first round of the NFL draft, it's on every network. It outrates the Oscars. But you guys are going to grab your snacks, grab your bevs, and tune in to the 6 to Midnight Rich Keefe Draftacular special on WEI and all across the WEI network final thoughts boys, the, before we wrap it. Yeah. So question for you guys. Uh, what are you bringing for the potluck? I'm curious for the rich yeah. Keith potluck on Thursday night. Well, I know what you're bringing shine. You're yeah, bringing you the egg roll. You promised me. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Wait, wait, you're doing egg rolls shine. Yeah. So there's a place called near me called oh. egg roll cafe. No free pugs, but it is what it is. Uh, and they do like a assortment of egg rolls. So I'm going to yep. have like Buffalo chicken egg rolls, oh, like oh steak and uh, cheese egg roll, like uh, uh yeah 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 yeah. I'm gonna the platter comes oh. with four different kinds. It's like thirty six total halves of egg rolls. So oh. we'll, we'll have a good time. Yeah yeah. yeah All right, and I will be. Andy, what do you what, what are you gonna bring? Yeah, I'm a food coma that I'm going to be in by 9.05. It's going to be absurd. I'm also going to show up with a block of cheese and pepperoni just because that's what I eat at like every big event. And I you love see, it. I, no. See, I'm a chips guy, but I can't make nachos. We only have a tiny toaster oven. I was going to get pizza, but pizza feels so basic. So I'm, I'm still kind of up in the air. Yeah, me too. And the other issue I have is bringing it the commute in. So Yeah, I have a commute too, so. Uh, I have the commute that doubles both of yours. So, uh, Andy, maybe you could provide what can be good for an hour and a half. Uh, How about some? We need some soda. We're going to need some soda. I'll bring soda. You want a couple? uh, What do we what's our preference on soda? Oh, the Coke, the Coke Zero cherry vanilla. (laughs) I got one of those in the fridge downstairs. (laughs) That's very specific. I'm just a basic Coke guy. I'll drink whatever. A Mountain Dew is always great, too. If you're Mm -hmm. up late night doing some fun things with your friends. You didn't used to keep Mountain Dews in the fridge at work, did you? Made no, no, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, we didn't, didn't drink them all. We didn't drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy, Andy's in charge of the chips and soda. I okay, might have to. Uh, soda. Okay, I might. I might work on a dip. We might need like if we might need a dip, like a crudite with dip. Is that what no, you're? No, no. I'm no. I might make like I might make like a smoked buffalo chicken dip or something. Oh, okay. Like now I'm in. I'm in. Or maybe just maybe if you guys behave yourselves, if there's if there's enough time and the sun is shining Wednesday, I'll smoke like some chicken thighs or some ribs. Oh, I'm in on that. All right. All right. 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 We got some work to do. And you guys have some work to do. Crush the pods. Share it with your friends. Rate, review, subscribe. Thank you so much. Great work, boys. 
And thank you, Justin Turpin, for producing this madness and this mess. For everyone, this is Six Rings and Football Things. Enjoy the NFL draft. We will talk to you soon. As always, good day, God bless, and go Pats. See ya.